Well, hey, good morning, and welcome back to the LifePoint Drivecast. My name is Paul. I'm the teaching pastor for the Marion campus. Uh, Again, appreciate you joining today. This past Sunday, we were in Ecclesiastes chapter 8. We referenced chapter 10 as well, and we were really looking at the preacher's command, um, who we, again, believe to be Solomon, that says, obey the king's command uh, because of God's oath to him. That's the ESV translation. And in chapter 10, verse 20, we say, uh, we see the preacher say, do not even curse the king, uh, even in your own bedroom, right? So really uh, this idea of honoring the king. And of course, you know, we, we say, well, we don't have a king, so this doesn't apply to us. But in the New Testament, what we see in Romans chapter 13, for example, is the apostle Paul saying, obey the governing authorities. And so all of a sudden we are bound by these things as well. And all of God's word is true. Um, All of it um, can be applicable. Uh, We do do need to understand the context and and understand how some things have been fulfilled. We'll go into a lot of details there. Um, But really the question we started to get into uh, this past Sunday was, well, how does this fit and work for us? How does this impact our everyday lives? And so to do that, um, I thought it was helpful to go back into the book of 1 Samuel and see when kings were first established in Israel. And so I'll just summarize uh, basically, leading up to this point in Israel's history, they're, you know, 400 some years after the Exodus. Uh, they have priests, they have prophets, um, and they have somebody uh, called a judge. And judges are really uh, the, the leaders, and uh, God appoints these judges as, as really overseers of his people. And so, eventually what happens is Samuel, he's the prophet and he's the judge, and the leaders of Israel come to Samuel and they say, hey, um, you're old and your sons aren't like you, they're not very good, and we would prefer a king set over us to rule us and to judge us, just like the other nations. And so from that point on, um, what God says is, hey, they've actually rejected me as their king. Their, their, their request for an earthly king is a, is a rejection of their divine king. And um, But God says, okay, um, you know that's not going to go well, but let's give them a king. And so what we see happen is God identifies the king he wants, and the first king is Saul, and then he goes to David. And that's a pattern that God raises up kings, he tears down kingdoms, God is in control of this whole process. And so um, what I think one of the points that was interesting to focus on um, here is that um, the, the problems for Israel really came when their national identity um, usurped or surpassed their divine identity. Uh, and here's what I mean by that. The, the issues really came when they said, hey, we want to be like every other nation. We want to be citizens similar to every other citizen. We want an earthly king over us. And so there's this draw, there's this hope, there's this, this sort of identity being um, prioritized to say we want a certain national identity and we're actually going to reject God to get that identity. Now, um, I know that may sound extreme, um, but, I, but I really think that's what's happening in First Samuel chapter 8. And so then to, to fast forward thousands of years to now, I think something similar can happen for us. When we're given these t- commands to obey the voice of the king, to not revile or to not curse the king, depending on your translation, I think what happens is if our identity is first in our nation and not first in who God has made us to be and who Jesus says we are through faith in him, all of a sudden, we're going to have a lot of issues obeying these commands um, because we're going to fight so hard to get our way politically that we're going to forget that our first uh, priority 
overall is to to obey Jesus and and to really pursue the advancement of his kingdom and the making of disciples and the multiplying of disciples. And so when our identity is firmly rooted in Christ, suddenly I think we we have a a greater ability to obey the command of the king. And I will put a caveat there. Uh, The New Testament would also say, am I uh, to obey man or God? And so, you know, if, if governing authorities tell us to do something that is directly against our faith, and we need a lot of wisdom and discernment there, and and Ecclesiastes would talk about that as well, then, you know, we need to obey God and not man, just to be clear. Um, And at the same time, um, I think we need a healthy identity rooted in Christ uh, that says, hey, my main priority, my main goal is Jesus, his work, his kingdom magnified, my life leveraged for him, not necessarily my life just leveraged uh, to get my way politically. Okay? And that's not to say we shouldn't care. It's not to say we shouldn't vote. It's not to say we shouldn't exercise our rights. I think we should do all of those things. But there's a balance. Our political identity or our national identity cannot overcome our gospel identity in Christ. And if that gets out of balance, well, then I think problems, problems begin to happen. We begin to revile the king. We begin to speak out against uh, the king in a dishonoring way that the scriptures would say, do not honor those who have been placed in authority over us. Difficult, tricky topic uh, for sure. Um, but if you want some more context there, please go back into the full message, re-listen uh, from this last week in Marion. Uh, and so to really close us out here in prayer, I think the main thing again in, in my heart this week was, God, help us have a, a right prioritized gospel identity so that um And we would live out the rest of our life rightly and in a right priority. And so I want to pray to that end this morning. I'm going to pray for us first. I do want to say thanks so much for joining us on the Drivecast. I do hope you'll uh, join us again tomorrow. Uh, So I'll go ahead and pray and uh, I'll give you some time to pray as well. Father, uh, thank you uh, for your word that it guides us and and is so challenging to us. I think specifically as we think about um, politics uh, governing authorities, it's such a can be such a sensitive topic, and so, God, I ask that you would make sense of that by allowing us to have our our primary identity rooted in you, Jesus, and what you've done for us on the cross. And uh, if we need to repent of having uh, first and foremost a political identity uh, or a um, an identity based on, upon our government, um, God, that you would work in our hearts uh, to reprioritize Jesus in our lives, and that that would um, make everything else um, right. Uh, Lord, uh, we need you to do that. Uh, We trust you to do that by the power of your spirit. That's in Jesus' name we come to you. Amen.